Welcome to Hiraith, the home of modern Welsh politics. It has been a while since we spoke to Shreen Williams, CEO of the Local Democracy and Boundary Commission for Wales and Secretary of the Boundary Commission for Wales, which was around the time of the initial proposals for the reform constituencies for Westminster elections. Uh, but since then, these proposals have taken on new importance as they will also be the basis of the new PR constituencies for the next Senate election. We are delighted to speak to Shireen again to discuss the final round of proposals before the Commission wraps up its work. Hello, Shireen. How are you? Hi, all good, all good. We're in exciting times. Third round of consultation. What's there not to love? <laughs> uh, right, so on, on the proposals, let's, we'll start again from the top for those who haven't listened to our previous conversation, but can you remind our listeners why this review is taking place? So there's legislation in place which enables each parliamentary constituency to have approximately the same number of electors across England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. A number of reviews have started, uh, have com- been completed and their recommendations aborted. Uh, and now there's been some amendments to legislation that took place in 2020 and now we're redrawing the map, as they say. Um, big changes for Wales is that we currently have 40 constituencies that will be reduced to 32 based on the number of the electors, with the exception of Anismon, which will be a protected seat. So we can't redraw the boundaries around Anismon. It will stay as Anismon as it exists now. Can you talk about some of these constraints? Could you let us know what these constraints were? So the, cons- the biggest constraint is the electoral quota, which means... We take out all the uh, protected seats, we take the total number of electors across the four nations, and we divide it by that number. And it's approximately 70,000, and we're only, 72,000, sorry, and we're only allowed a plus minus 5% deviation from that number. So even if something looks absolutely amazing, but it's plus one over the 5% limit, it's a no-go for us. You talked a little bit about Ernest Morn being protected there but you know we've, we've spoken to a lot of our listeners and a few of them are asking you know uh, there are many historical areas that could have been protected places like montgomeryshire cardiganshire considered for protection in the same way have you tried to keep these units together so in terms of protection uh in protected constituencies uh that was never a decision or consideration for the commission that's done by politicians in the house of commons they make those decisions and I suppose Anismon put forward a very strong case as to why they should be protected, and it was agreed that they would be protected. And the rest of Wales, uh, despite our very some very strong historical identities that we've got across the country, was deemed to be um, I don't want to say it's fair game, a bit too flippant to describe it, but they were open to being redrawn as part of new constituencies. Is that something you try and do though when you're uh, coming up with the constituencies? Is to keep areas that have historical connections together. Where possible, we try because we take into account things like language links, community links, um, transport links, geography, and you know, historical link is a community link. I mean, if you are part of a very historical community, that's your link to each other and to this place that you live. However, cutting down from 40 to effectively, okay, let's take Ennismon. So we've got 32 minus one, it's 31 constituencies across Wales with approximately equal size constituencies. It's an impossible task to keep everyone happy and to keep all the areas that in everyone's mind goes together in the same space. It's just, I don't think anyone's submitted us submitted a, rep- a full set of representations that will make everyone happy. What was the reaction to the initial proposals? So we had a mix. Some areas, people were really pleased with it. Uh, for example, areas like Monmouthshire, we had quite a lot of positive response to Monmouthshire because the feedback we had was that it made sense. The parliamentary constituency that we proposed would match their council constituency. And that's just a sensible thing to do. Some interesting responses with uh, Carmarthen and Knehli, where they said um, we did just needed one area transferred 
hanging on to be transferred and that would and the rest was fine so it's it's a mix some you know uh, some piece, some people liked our proposal some didn't i want to say 50 50 yeah Anybody who does any sort of public <laughs> yeah. engagement working well knows that 50 50 is not bad. Um, were there any specific areas you you sort of agreed to revisit? Were there any particularly contentious parts of the map that that you drew a lot of, not criticism is the wrong word, but a lot of questions about? Uh, we had some, in Gwent specifically, it was around the combination of Newport West and Caerphilly, and it's not being on its own. So that we had a lot of feedback from both sides, to be fair. Um, that we had support for the proposal and also lots of voices of dissent against the proposal. And they gave us reasons as to why Caerphilly shouldn't be with Newport West because the residents of Caerphilly look to Cardiff for transport links, uh, economic links, etc. So we made some changes there in our revised proposals. North Wales is always contentious because it's got a lot less electorate and you're trying to carve up really awkward lines there. Uh, we also had the joy that is Pontedawe, which has been put with Brecken and Rotner, am I right? Yes. <laughs> and yeah, so um, you know what, my head is just full of electoral wards, communities and constituencies right now. So that that was challenging and we had to justify why we did it. And sort of Swansea Neath Valleys was also quite a challenge for us. It's a weird question, obviously, because of the parameters you're given to work with. If, if do you think it would be easier if you could you didn't have to use the wards as units to make up your quota? So we use communities to to build our parliamentary constituencies, and traditionally, you know, electoral wards are built from communities. But of course, we've got this complex or messy part uh, in Wales where, because the local democracy side of our work. We did quite a number of, you know, we, we had a review of all the councils in Wales where we redrew electoral wards there. But those wards weren't in place when we started the parliamentary review. So we're using also electoral wards that might no longer exist by the time we go for the next general election. Actually, no, there will be wards that no longer exist when we go for the next general election. So there's some there's, there's some messiness with the timelines there. So those are those are complex issues. And I think the question people I would ask, I, I would throw back is. What what are the options do we have if we didn't use electoral wards or communities as our building blocks? There's really nothing else that we could use to build those areas and to try and keep the numbers. I mean, you had the wards changed sort of in the middle of this review as well, yes, right? So yeah. that must have added a huge level of complexity when trying to piece these things together. Uh, because people are then asking, writing to us and saying, hang on, my electoral wards has changed. So three years ago, my electoral ward with the same name looked like this, and now it looks a different way with the same name. So which one is it and where am I? So that, that's a complexity we've had to deal with. And, you know, I think there's a huge issue around public education when it comes to election times. My colleagues in local government who have to send up the elector cards are going to have lots of calls asking, hang on, you've got me in the wrong place, when actually they are in the right place of parliamentary elections. Can you go talk us through some of the bigger changes you've seen in, in this round? So obviously you've mentioned a little bit about like places like Brecon and Radnor getting bits of the Swansea Valley in. Are there, are there any sort of large changes that people would have noticed? Uh, I think we've got quite a number of changes sort of North Wales areas. Um, that's got some big changes um, throughout the area. And that's based on feedback we've received. And in some places, it's about trying to make up the numbers to build up those constituencies. And unfortunately, that means possibly taking two or three wards, for example, to make up Wrexham and people like that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I know it might not make sense, but unfortunately... Any other combination would just create catastrophe across the rest of Wales. And that's the challenge we've had as well. People have proposed really good proposals for their area. They're like, forget the rest of Wales. That doesn't matter. Only my area matters. And that's been, a, you know, we're like, okay, if we build this, what happens to the one to the 
constituency next to it and the constituency next to that one and the domino effect is just ridiculous real prostatin is one that gets brought up i'm sure you, you've heard a million times before Shereen, of, of two wards that have never been in a different constituency to each other and you know you, you, that is just synonymous of whole bits of wales right where i think the building blocks have just changed now yes yeah and i think you know that is the challenge we've got the building blocks have changed the numbers have changed considerably and people are like, oh, why are we changing so much? Especially as we've had some comments on social media, particularly on why have you got so many MPs now? I mean, if we read because of redrawing, why there's so many down south? And unfortunately, that is just the nature of the spread of the electors in Wales. And you've got these huge constituencies with Montgomery and Brecon, the huge. And yes, and, and it's going to be really a ch- big challenge for the MP, whoever gets elected in the next round, to be travelling up and down. Think carefully about where they would place their constituency office. You know, those are real tough questions that politicians will have to ask themselves and political parties will have to question to, to consider as we move into next general election. You've talked a bit about North Wales uh, and some of them being contentious. I mean, I know I know it's not the official name of the constituency, but us on the Hero I've part have always really enjoyed the Keradigalong constituency, the former Keradigion and Pasevi constituency. Have there, have there been any other sort of contentious areas that, that you've received a particularly large amount of feedback on? I know I've really upset the people of Cullen Valley. Uh, unfortunately... Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? Because... We have had to break the valleys to to um to create new constituencies. So we've tried to amend bits of that. You know, we've tried to address some of these issues by making it changes to sort of the other day awards and taking Nelson back out and putting it with Kafili. Um, I'm not sure if I've made them happy or any happier or made it worse. And put in the name Upper Canon in the um in the constituency name. Um, but I shall await feedback to see what they say about that. And again, it's an issue of how do you create constituencies that appease everybody, that makes the numbers work? You can't, you, you just can't. That's an interesting thing as well, I suppose, that people think a lot about the geography of the of the new constituencies, but not necessarily always about the names. Again, putting our case forward here for Keradig along to be the official name of the new... Uh, Matthew, if you put in a rep, I'm sure my commissioners will <laughs> really consider whether that is a sensible name. And what would the Welsh equivalent be? Because Keradigan works both languages. Yeah, it does. Keradig along, you know? No, it doesn't. It's my horrible <laughs> Wenglishy pun. I apologise. But going back to the point, if people have good suggestions for names, is that something they can come to you with as well? Yes, we've changed a couple of names in, uh, we've changed, uh, I think, nine names in our revised proposal. So uh, we are asking people qu- for recommendations on names as well. So if they've got a better solution that is not Keradigalong, um, they can send it through as a, as a rep. It's a shame this isn't a visual <laughs> medium where you could see the moment my heart broke into there. <laughs> so how, where do we go from this process then? How does this process end? There's an ongoing consultation period that I believe ends on the uh, 15th of November at 11.59pm. Um, <laughs> and uh, we will then take into account what's been written in this uh, particular period. We'll review what we've had previously and we'll come up with our final set of recommendations, which we'll publish towards the end of June next year. And that will be the boundaries that will be used for a normal, ordinary general elections in 2024. Oh, a normal, ordinary general <laughs> election. Oh, that's very that's very dangerous thing to say. Um, are you but are you confident that Parliament will will accept these proposals? Uh, I suppose there are other boundary reviews going on that as well um, beyond. They've your... actually got no choice on this one um, <laughs> oh, because they've changed they've changed the rules to uh, to automaticity. 
So in the past, it would be debated, it would be dealt with, and you know they could possibly make changes, etc. And before implementation, but for this one, it will be implemented via automaticity. So what we have won't be debated and shredded to bits in terms of oh, I want that bit of you know Bridgend, or I want that bit of you know Swansea, etc. On the floors of Parliament. So you've got a very set job with with the Welsh Boundary Commission. Do you have much of a discussion with your partners in the English and Scottish uh, Boundary Commissions and, and how hard a job do you think they're having at the same time doing this kind of work? Um, so it's actually, uh, we meet every month. All the secretaries of the four commissions meet every month. Um, my colleague in Northern Ireland is probably tearing her hair out right now because it's still unsure. They're still unsure whether they could go out for consultation in, in the middle of November or next year. She's just emailed saying, we're all waiting to see what we can do next. Um, Scotland is, you know, it's not, as big a uh, task for them because their reduction in numbers is a lot smaller compared to ours. Um, I think my colleagues in England, what they've done is they operate on the basis of nine regions. So they split their the seats to nine regions. And their biggest challenge are the areas like London, where you've got seats with, with you, you've got electoral wards with 10, 15,000 people. So um, I suspect ours is the hardest only because it's a cut in numbers um, and a significant cut overall. Whereas with England, even the number, everyone, Scotland and Wales's cuts have been passed over to England, the increase in number isn't as difficult to work with as it is as a cut in numbers. Obviously, we 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 talked about this a little bit at the outset, but these are also the constituencies that will be used for the proposed pairing of, of Senate constituencies in the next Senate elections. Um, what impact, if at any, do these proposals have on that proposed pairing process? And will the Commission have any involvement in that process or upcoming Senate boundaries? So the Boundary Commission for Wales won't take into account that there will be a pairing exercise that's going to happen. So if people wrote to us in the next couple of weeks telling us to create constituencies because it'll be easier to pair them up for the Senate uh, review, that will be, uh, we won't be accepting that. We'll, you know, we'll accept your review, we'll accept your comments, but it won't be considered because those are two separate matters. Um, our local democracy and boundary commission side was named as the body that is likely that's going to be doing the senate review so what we do on this side of the house the other side of the house will then use for that pairing exercise so it'll be a different set of commissioners a different organization technically but sort of the staffing will be shared across the two secretariats so obviously so you know if if that were to be uh, accepted uh, legislation that is being proposed to be passed obviously there wouldn't be a review of the Senate boundaries until the next Senate term starts. Begins, is that yeah. So I think I think based on the recommendations made by the committee is that we do a I would consider this a pairing exercise, a light touch review. And then after the Senate elections, we would then do a more thorough review. And then, you know, I think currently obviously they're having internal discussions, colleagues in Welsh governments with with uh Welsh government colleagues on what those rules would look like. Uh, Thank you again for talking to us about this. It's always very interesting. And uh, as much as you break my heart with rejecting my terrible <laughs> constituency names. Well, that is not the official position of the Boundary <laughs> Commission for Wales. That might be a Shireen Williams position there. Again, thank you very much for coming on. If if people want to uh, feedback on to these proposals, what's the best way to do it? The best way to use is to, to use our consultation portal. You can find it on our Twitter account, on, um, on social media. Uh, and comment directly on the proposals. If not, you could always write to us directly via email. It's bcw at boundaries.wales. Serene, thank you as always. If you have enjoyed what you've heard this evening, please don't forget to find us on Twitter and Facebook at Pod. Go to our website, www.walespolitics.com. And if you've enjoyed listening and want to support us financially, please feel free to go to www.patreon.com forward slash Pod. 
Thank you for listening to Hereith. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.